If you want something you've never had, then you've got to do something you've never done. What can I buy? What can I buy? Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Under the Call of MS. Uh, This is a looking at what's new episode, what's coming out in the future. What you can buy from your local comic book stores or order online or whatever. I'm going to get you up to date on anything that is coming out that I may or may not be interested in. But you may or may not be interested in. But someone may be interested in. But I'm just going to run down. The way I'm going to do this now is just run down alphabetically throughout. We'll split it up into separate segments throughout the week. Month to month, and you'll have to check those out if you are interested in anything that's coming out new. These are things that are mostly coming out in January, for March, I think April, around April, May period. Some stuff might come out in March or whatever. But starting out, one of my favorite wrestlers from back in the day is the great Muta sit there and spit the green uh, chemical from his mouth. They have a 16D Collector Legend Masters, great Muta from the 90s, red paint, final figure from 16 Directions Incorporated. It's cool looking if you are into the masked wrestlers. Lucha Libre, stuff like that, and he was in the WWE back in the day, WWF, uh, but hopefully they'll come out with a bunch, a good variety of different characters over the next few catalogs and see what they come out with. Uh, first comic I'm going to talk about is Alice in Leatherland, number one. From Black Mask Comics. <laughs> Not what you'd think. Hearing the name. Alice, a young writer of children's storybooks, is hurtled out of her fairy tale like life when she discovers her girlfriend has been cheating on her. Charmingly defiant, she leaves her small forest town and leaps into a new adventure to seek love and find herself in the fast life of San Francisco. There, her concept of pure, magical love will be completely overturned. Her biggest challenge won't be reckoning with other people's sexual drive. It'll be getting a grip on her own. From your new favorite writer and artist team of Ayolanda Zanferdino and Elisa Ramboli, Alice in Leatherland is a comedy about sex and soul. Inevitably, about every other aspect of life, too. As Ayolanda and Elisa describe the book, sex is recounted as a way to investigate our relationship with ourselves and others, with our bodies and our place in the world. Sexual pleasure as self-affirmation and growth. There is room for love, too, and barely, and for 
and bravery and for many good laughs that never hurt hurts not a good sign when i started out having problems talking it could be a long issue here but yeah if you want to read about that that looks like a good one to jump on to looks like it might be a longer ongoing run has to do with different types uh the cover has a gal opening a book that has like new york skyline just popping up out of the book and a fairy and a bug like like a bee type creature or a, actually more probably like a firefly i would think yeah check it out you are interested alice in leatherland number one and then aliens of course has been dumping tons of stuff out the past few months and they're restruct doing restructures and all that stuff and bringing some of the old back but if you like the characters at all they got a really cool looking aliens crouching alien warrior previews exclusive one a scale figure from haya toys she looks wicked it'd be awesome looking on top of your shelf if you're into the aliens franchise at all and then speaking about aliens they have aliens infiltrator novel trade paperback titan books the official prequel to the huge new alien video game from cold iron studios as a Wayland Yutani scientist arrives at Pala Station and finds the researchers there courting disaster of the xenomorph kind. And it doesn't give you a big description, but it's running off the new video game, which I haven't heard anything about. I know they were working on one, but I don't think it's released yet. Uh, I'm kind of curious what will happen. I, I enjoyed all the Aliens video games, but and the sad thing about most franchise games, they're put out quick. They're put out without as much thought as they could. And you get a playable game that's enjoyable to an extent, but still somewhat of a disappointment, not what you're expecting. You're ho always hoping for a little bit more from it, but but yeah, I've I have or have played almost every one that I can think of that ever came out, and I will jump on this one too. But if you like aliens? Check that out. Get you up to date with what's coming out. And then another trade paperback that looks interesting is "An Unkindness of Ravens" by Boom Studios. Welcome to the Crab's Eye. A small town where magic is real and gossip can kill. Not all the witches burned during the Salem witch trials, and the ones that survived did so together, protecting the ancient secrets entrusted to them for generations. They call themselves the Ravens. Wilma is the new girl in school, and she plans to go completely unnoticed, except that she bears an eerie resemblance to the Raven member Waverly, 
who just went missing. The truth behind Waverly's disappearance will put the entire coven in danger, and Wilma will have to rely on power she never knew she had if she wants to save her new friends. Collects the complete and and unkindness of ravens, number one through five. So this is one that I considered checking out, but it's one that I'll grab in the bargain bins down the road probably if I see it, because I'm not huge on the whole witch covens and all that stuff. Uh, last real witches that I got into and enjoyed was, of course, Willow and from Buffy, Willow and Tara, their little whole thing going on with Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Uh, other than that, I don't remember any good running witch series or anything that I've seen in a while. But I'm not into the whole witch thing anyways. So that's probably why I missed out on anything that was out there. Okay, the next one would be. Apocalypse 5000, one shot by Floating World Comics. Mankind has fallen, and the weak exist only to serve the great machine. What rebels remain are hunted to die in the areas or enslaved to build the great computer pyramids. But this is not the end. Witness legendary outlaw comics master. And Landgraf's Comic Apocalypse. Uh, I always like a little apocalypse story. So I, it's something, again, that I would grab from a bargain bin. I'd see it, in it for on a deal down the road or something. But not on my Instagram list at the moment. But we got Astro Mouse and Lightbulb. Volume 1, Astro Mouse and Lightbulb vs. Astro Chicken, trade paperback. Join Astro Mouse, the insightful Lightbulb, and their er, pet caca as they battle intergalactic potatoes, delicious, (laughs) Astro Chickens, and solve a civil war between mint and fruit-flavored chewing gum. Getting lost in space has never been so ridiculous. Available in soft cover and hardcover edition. It's one of those interesting oddball books that I would grab. The only reason I'm not putting it on my list, it looks like it might be an odd shaped book, not your standard comic book, which I prefer. So I would rather wait to see what it looks like in physical form, but the story itself, yeah, I'd want to read it. Check it out. Okay, this is always a goodie. You can stick these guys in with anybody, and I will grab it. But you got a whole new run starting up, which I'm kind of excited for. Not a huge Batman fan. I like Batman and everything, but he's not like a character I'd jump out of my seat to grab anything for. Yeah, Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries, number one. I'm hoping this is new. I'm hoping it's new stories and stuff. They're not going back and just relighting up old ones or not. But by DC Comics, 
And it says it's all new, so. It's an all new, all ages series that teams the Dark Knight with Scooby-Doo and the Sluice of Mystery Incorporated. When Batman discovers his, his original purple gloves have gone missing, Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby-Doo travel back in time to Batman's year one era to solve the case. Will this glove story have a happy ending? Yeah, I'm looking forward to these crossovers. This is one that I'll probably grab early on. You can always get the Scooby-Doo comics for so cheap. It's like usually under a couple bucks. And it's they're always fun. I'm hoping we get to see Harley and Harley and some of these and some of my other favorite DC characters. We'll see what it, number two brings and what it's going to go into. If it's just going to be Batman and the gang working together, if they're going to be working with others, we'll see. But we do have some crossovers that came out not long ago that you can also check out. Uh, let's see here. Beast of Burden. Occupied Territory, number one. Not sure what this series, how long it's going to go or what. I like the cover B myself with the dog on it and like this misty smoke, like a demon coming out of his eyeballs with a pentagram type symbol in the background. Uh, it's by Dark Horse. The eight-time Eisner Award-winning comic book series Blending Fantasy and Humor returns in a historical adventure blending Japanese and Western occult. And I obviously, I don't think I've seen the old comics. I don't know nothing about them. An elder member of the occult battling pack of Wise Dogs recalls a harrowing mission in U.S.-occupied Japan after World War II. Mysterious curse creates an army of crawling disembodied heads that threatens to overwhelm the region. Emery's and a team of canine companions attempt to solve the mystery, bringing them into conflict with shape-changing Tanuki, evil Oni, and a horde of vengeful demons. I mean, you give me disembodied heads running around. <laughs> little legs and stuff. Like a video game I just bought not bad not long ago rad. It's like it's R A D D. But uh yeah, it's you give me something like that, it catches my curiosity. I probably won't jump on it right away. I'll probably wait to see what happens with this one. Be worth going. But yeah. It's got my curiosity peak. All right, we got bedtime stories for impressionable children, annual number one. Now, whether or not this is a one-shot, I'm not sure. I like the cover of cover A because it's got a spaceship with all these windows on it. And it's a dark moon scene in the background, spaceship in the back, background with a propulsion boost coming out of it. Yeah. The alien wife holding the alien baby has her hair all up in curlers. Her husband's all hillbillied up and, you know, 
uh, what uh, the, the old farmer outfit, the cowboy hat. He's holding on to a shotgun as he's sitting on the front porch of their little alien house, ship house. <laughs> but yeah, I like that cover. It grabbed me, so I had to check out what it was up. And I always like the little multiple horror story type things. But from J.C. Vaughn, the creator of Vampire PA, it's the comic that COVID-19 couldn't kill. Bedtime stories for impressionable children number two, as in the as in the pipeline when the lockdown hit. Now it's not only back, but it's returned as twice the size, 48 pages. No ads, and with a title befitting its new format. Bedtime stories for impressionable children. King Size Special Giant Annual Number One features All of My Ex Boyfriends Are Monsters, Really, by Andrew Sands and Jonah Estep. Nay, by Mark Ricketts and Mika, Mika Clark. Farreter, Pow, P-U-A, by Art Holcomb and Ed Cato, preserved by J.C. Vaughn, Brendan Frame, and Brian Frame, and Toothpick Warriors by J.C. Vaughn and Mark Wheatley. Join us for these wildly inappropriate tales for kids. And this is one I might grab right away. I just, I love the mixed up stories. Gives you a variety of things in one comic. It looks like you got five different story arcs in here. Hopefully they'll all cross over in some way, shape, or form, which I'm sure they will. Everybody's been doing a good job about that lately. Whereas some of them in the past were just a bunch of scatterbrained type of stories. But yeah. I'm curious. I want this cover. Cover A. Check it out. If you like aliens, like scary stories, stuff like that, that's the one for you. Hey. Before they were artists, famous illustrators as kids, hardcover, by Act, ETCH comics his vibrantly illustrated graphic novel anthology brings to life the childhood experiences of beloved artists and illustrators such as wanda gag reese sendak and jerry pinky pinky stylish illustrators paired with small vignettes and anecdotes from the artist Early Life's helps illuminate the hard work, triumphs, failures, and the inspiration that helped forge their successful careers. What makes an artist? What sparks their imagination? Where do their creativity and unique style come from? Striking illustrations and a graphic novel format bring to life this anthology of legendary artists and their childhoods, featuring beloved artists such as Wanda Gag, or Gog, or whatever, however you want to say these. I'm not great with these names, but you're getting how they're spelled. <laughs> Maurice Sendak, Tove Johnson, 
Jerry Pinckney, Yuye Morales, and Hayao Miyazaki. These stories capture the childhood triumphs, failures, and inspirations that predated their careers. Children will see themselves in these portraits and wonder if they too might have it in them to make art. A celebration of creativity, this collective graphic biography is sprinkled throughout with writing wisdom and inspiring quotes. I'm always up for anything that'll promote helping kids get into comic books and art. It's a great thing if you want to set someone on the right path or if you're interested in it yourself. I don't know any of those names offhand. They don't click on who they are or what they are. We will have to see. This next one, I'm starting to think I goofed something up on the. Of course, it's not going to come up, but we got Bloom number one. It's got a beautiful cover psychedelic cover with a girl dancing all inked up and it says 1969 Ramsey is an aspiring comic book artist who is trying to find inspiration in his femme fatale when he meets wild dancer Regina at a street fair he invites her into the woods for a character photo shoot where she begins to break on through to the other side. Witness the psychedelic origin of the most powerful character in the Hero Tomorrow Comics universe. A mind-bending four-issue journey that will reshape the way you view reality. 40 story pages in issue one. Uh, I am one of those people that got hooked on Kickstarter and if you go into Kickstarter there's still twelve days left to go and it's already two hundred some percent funded. But they have Bloom number one, the origin the origin of a profit uh Kickstarter going on and you can get a variety of really nice looking covers. Uh they even got a pledge there that cover your for the cost of all the different covers, you're basically paying what you would for the comics individually or right around that. But you're getting specialty limited edition covers and stuff like that. You can get autographed things and through them and hopefully they'll have some bonuses for breaking the breaking on past their starter point. But they the artwork looks decent. The storyline looks fun. It's just... I mean, the cover itself is what grabbed me, the psychedelic cover. And so you give me some hippy-dippy stuff, and it catches my eye. But yeah, they got, they got a variety of things to choose from. So if you're interested in that comic, instead of just going off your store, support their Kickstarter. Check that out. See if you it interests you at all. But yeah, it's 
I'll probably buy it both way. If I, if there's covers outside the Kickstarter that the normal shops get, I'll probably get those too. I don't know. The storyline itself isn't anything super huge for me, but I just, uh, um, I like the psychedelic artwork. So, and then if you want some fun toy, I got these little. Uh, if you're into like Baby Yoda and all that stuff, these different little tiny characters coming out that everybody's getting a kick out of. Yeah, the Blue Ham Ham Collection minifigure. Blind mystery box. You get all these different little figures. They got five of them. They're cute. They're blue and white. Uh, one's got headphones on. One's got some sunglasses and headphones. And four of them all have like a headphone form and just different facial expressions. And there's a little one, little guy in there too. But these are created by Japanese graphic designer Aramori Aramora. Taishi comes to life as adorable minifigures. Five unique designs for them. Yeah. It goes out if you're interested in in those. uh, These blind mystery boxes, I love them. But I think they're a little out of hand when they're pricing them at five, uh, five bucks on up. And when you can get an actual action figure for five bucks or less sometimes but i love the minifigs but i hate doing the mystery boxes i just usually wait until they're for sale on online ebay or amazon or whatever and i can get the whole set or if i wanted or just the characters i care about instead of forking out hundreds of dollars just to get one figure all right Getting close to running out of time here, but we should be able to get a couple comics in yet. Got Captain Canuck Archives Unholy War Trade Paperback. This is from Chapter House Publishing. No one killed his partner. He's not part of a top secret government project. What if a man became a superhero just because he knew he could? RCMP Constable. David Semple dons the the guise of Captain Canuck to take on the Unholy Avengers, an outlaw biker gang menacing the Canadian West Coast. Originally released in a four-part limited series in 2004, this collection includes exclusive interviews and previously unseen extras. And... I've enjoyed the little bit of Captain Captain Canuck I've read. I the cover grabbed me instantly when you see Captain Canuck all tore off his outfit and there's a guy standing above him with a chainsaw. Some big old biker attacking him. It's one I'll grab down the road and Watch for the trade paperback deals and jump on it. But yeah, sounds like a interesting storyline. See how the Canadian superhero does with telling telling a bunch of bikers to behave themselves, being all polite as a Canadian should. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. 
Then this next one, of course, was because of the cover. I'm not thrilled with the look of Cerebus. I don't, I don't know what, I don't remember anything I have read of his in the past. It was basically like Sunday comic style comic strips. Uh, never really picked up any of the comic books themselves. But I love Howard the Duck, and this is Cerebus the Duck one-shot from Aardvark, Vanaheim Comics. Special parody request from Cerebus himself, so he could have a girlfriend for a game. Meet Beverly Swizzlestick and Cerebus the Duck. They're your typical sit-around-and-marathon-listen-to-the-life or death federal consequences government helpline recorded message infernal couple until beverly's killer greta thunberg gag attracts the attention of gahina plus executive cruella d almadian and before you can say reboot the Cerebus the Duck, Cerebus the Duck comic book is now the live-streamed Beverly Swizzlestick online reality show. So check that out if you're interested. We're running out of time. I will get back to you at part two or three or four, or however many we have to go to get through all these up-and-coming goodies. But be good to yourself. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon.